hello. This is Notes from the Back Row. A podcast like no other. Different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Hello and welcome to Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of back-row.com. Champions of unsung and underrated cinema. It's where Carlo and I talk about what we've been watching, news of notable releases, movies we've screened, and much more, of course, is Cream of the Crud, a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged. So open your mind. Now open your mind to me. And I'm here as always with Carlo. Yo, yo, what's up? What's going on? Uh, exciting episode because we are also here with Matt from Movie Melt, uh, our compañero and yours, John Wayne of the Internet. Oh, hello. I love uh, Coldplay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we Thank do you, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Michael Keane is also joining us today. He doesn't have much to say, but... Uh... I love How many Michael uh, Coldplay. Coldplay. How okay. many Michael Caine yeah, clips do you even have? <laughs> Just the uh, one? We've got, no, there's some other ones too about him talking about disco. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where it is right now, but mm, yeah, we've got a couple. <laughs> Maybe later he'll pipe in about <laughs> yeah, that. We'll, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, for, the, for the listeners, why don't you tell them about the Compañeros Podcast Network and some of the shows, Movie Melt? and Yeah, well. Movie Melt is our main show, for sure, which has been going on for a very long time. And what we do each week, it's kind of um, a variety show. We talk about what we've been watching each episode. We have a rotating cast of a lot of people. Dan and Carlo have both been on many times. Uh, then we play a game like we have Battle of the Bands, which we'll be possibly doing on this show today. Yes. I don't know. Maybe an yes. impromptu one. Uh, and then we do a breakdown for a feature presentation each week. And, it, and it's usually um, outsider and underdog cinema. We like to mm -hmm. sing the praises of the unsung. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. basically what Movie Melt is. And then we've got other shows, too, but most of them are on a hiatus. Yeah. Honestly, mm -hmm. um, the only other one is Heavy Leather Horror Show straight from the belly of the beast in Salem, Massachusetts. And um yeah, so yeah. we've basically got those. As You've got a lot of going on in your Patreon, though. You've got bonus episodes, Hamburgers for America. Yes, we just dropped one um, today, actually, of this recording. We yeah. we covered this Mondo movie. Are, have you guys seen many Mondo movies? I've seen one or two, but not many other than that. I know there's a whole kind of like... Oh, yeah. There's like the popular ones and then the ones that were like knockoffs and yeah. Name a and couple because I'm not coming... Like Faces of Death is one. Oh, yeah, okay, Ma yeah, Mondo yeah. Kane was the first one, right? Yeah. Mondo Kane. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I've seen any. Like, I remember Faces of Death like pretty vividly from the video store, but I never rented it. It just seemed too gnarly yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of a fine line too when between travel log and Mondo film. You know, okay. like um, like a Mondo film basically is it's like a shockumentary like, kind of exactly. It's yeah, it yeah. it portrays itself as educating you, but really it's just, just shock and titillate and. Yeah. Um, yeah, the one we watched was called This Is America Part Two. And uh, I can't believe we're the only podcast that ever covered it, the only blog that's ever covered it. And it's huh. like got Jello Biafra running for mayor in San Francisco at the beginning. It has all these famous porn stars like Vanessa Del Rio, um, Veronica Hart. They're doing like topless boxing and they're supposed to be just normal patrons in this bar that need to settle an argument and like it th this movie was basically to portray to european audiences what america was like in 1980 before the internet and cable yeah. and so um <laughs> the way it, they make a lot of stuff up but it, they make it seem like in every bar they have a uh, boxing ring right in the middle so people can settle their arguments and, um, <laughs> and on every corner there's a gun shop that s sells grenades and there's like a little girl <laughs> holding grenades um yeah and it talks about like um that we have a piranha epidemic here um because people <laughs> keep buying piranhas and letting them go in the gulf coast um 
yeah, I highly recommend it. But we just covered that for our Patreon show, Hamburgers for America. Yeah, I nice. haven't listened to it yet. I got the email that it's out, but like, how much in the to like in terms of background? Because I'm I'm looking at this director's name. And it looks like a Dutch name, but I'm not sure if he's even Dutch. I think he's an American guy. Okay. I know that this didn't come out. It was really hard to find any information about it because there's okay. literally nothing. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of saying some of the stuff that's in the episode, but that's yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but there was a weird movie melt association. The guy who wrote the narration and shot some of the sequences is the director, Bill Milling, who uh, oh, okay. directed Caged Fury. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the movie with Eric Estrada with the giant yeah. booger in it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Yeah. <laughs> How can I forget? <laughs> so that was interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've, yeah, I've not seen a lot of that stuff. I know there was a, there was a sort of Mondo adjacent movie called the killing of America. Yeah. That I know was that pretty one, popular. Yeah. I think it got a Blu-ray or something a few years ago. And then I kept seeing it logged and it's, mm -hmm. they're definitely a genre of movies where I'm like, it 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 kind of takes me back to like when you were a teenager and you're like, oh, I want to see that, but like, am I ready? Should I? Should I mm. be seeing this stuff? You know what I mean? But and but I do. I am also fascinated by the like weird blurring of lines. Like the faces of death was so like half real footage, half mm -hmm. just like fake footage, and I find that yeah. intriguing. Like that they just started making things up. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah that was always the thing with like faces of that I, like is there a snuff element to faces of that that's the impression i I always got from like i don't know friends yeah, it's who, like who saw a it. mix of like news footage of people dying and stuff but then the, there would be footage of like here's someone getting like their guts ripped out and it's like clearly just special effects okay. <laughs> or yeah a guy getting eaten by a crocodile there's yeah. a newscaster and he yeah, falls yeah, in the yeah. water it's so fucking okay yeah but yeah, yeah it's uh it's an interesting genre and then like it's hard for me to determine because I've seen like a lot of wet t-shirt contests, you know, that were recorded on VHS and um, by somebody going around and talking to people. And like, mm. does that count, you know, that they're at this event? Uh, I, I don't know if it does, but um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Then Charles Gatewood, I don't know if you guys know him, but he's, he's like kind of a famous photographer. He did a bunch of them that I've seen as well. Um, okay. Like weird New York, weird America, weird San Francisco. Um, they're really good. Great. <laughs> Let's move on and play some <laughs> Battle of the Bands. How about it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's get into a Battle of the Bands here. And the Battle of the Bands has begun. Well, you know what, guys? There's a new Super Mario Brothers movie that's mm -hmm. dropping pretty soon mm -hmm. with everybody's favorite Italian actor, Chris Pratt. Yeah. And <laughs> so I thought to get us all hyped up for the movie... Um, we do a battle of bands, the first one with, um, some super Mario songs. What do you guys think? Sweet. Let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah, let's see, Dan, please, uh, take away our first contender here. Okay. Uh, oh, no, it's, sorry, Carlo. So Carlo, please take away our first contender here. Uh, do I have, <laughs> did you send me something? Oh, you send the link. Oh, did you? It was a link. I'll do it. Yeah. You <laughs> I, have it in front I didn't, of me. I didn't even see the link. So. Okay. Do the Mario is the ending theme to the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, in which Mario, portrayed by Lou Albano, performs the Mario dance and sings a song to the tune of Super Mario Brothers. The song plays during the credits in every episode, and the phrase, do the Mario, was said at the signing off of every episode with, until next time, do the Mario. And I okay. am very familiar with this, and so is Carlo, because we yeah, used to we watch this show together. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. So they had that in Belgium, huh? Uh, Yeah, yeah. It definitely aired here, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, let's, let's get into this. Let's do the Mario, you guys. Here we go. The wrestler, Lou Albano, with do the Mario. Do the Mario! Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Take one step and then again, let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. Do the Mario. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step okay. and then again, let's do the Mario all together now. Come on now, right. just like that. Wonderful. Yeah, yes. All right. So, Carlo, first impressions with that song? 
<laughs> this is not a first impression. This is like a, <laughs> a one. I don't know how many impressions. Yeah, we used to. I used to program this, and when we we haven't done a crud buddy screening in a yeah. long time. But every Sunday, like before the movie, I would just do an episode because they're they're all on YouTube of the show. Mm -hmm. So I would just pester everyone with Mario Brothers. Good stuff. Um, Great stuff. Yeah, I love it. It's a classic. That that okay. show is like. I remember when it came out on DVD and I had a lot of friends that used to watch it when they were kids mm. and they were like, oh, that Mario show, I got to get that. And then they got the show and they were like, this show fucking sucks. Like, oh, <laughs> it's kind of shitty, but in a way but, I find very charming. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and then we were watching it like for the Crud Buddies thing. Yeah. And, and it was kind of the first time I had seen it since I was younger. And I was mm. like this sucks in a way i love i'm glad i yeah. didn't revisit it when i was in my 20s because i would have been like oh yeah this sucks but now i'm like this sucks and i love it <laughs> exactly it sucks so good yeah all right well let's meet our opponent carla do you have the link now yeah i have it now i can do that okay one. here we go let's meet the opponent here Versus. okay so king koopa's cool cartoons theme from 1989 never heard of this king koopa school cartoons is a local american live action children's television show broadcast in southern california during the autumn of 1989 it was a live action spinoff to the super mario brothers hmm. super show okay um format of the king koopa school cartoons was one of the very last in tradition of kid shows in the vein of bozo the clown okay the show would begin with the same pre-recorded theme song and lead into a live studio audience of around 40 to 60 children busting from around LA. And the audience of kids were all given special hats shaped like Koopa hats and t-shirts <laughs> with Koopa Troopa, Koopa's Troopas? Koopa Troopas. Uh, printed on them. The children would actually get to keep the shirts. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Give me. How many of those are still out there? <laughs> oh, I don't know, but I want one badly. <laughs> so yeah, I'd never heard of this until today. Hmm. Same. Yeah, yeah. This is even though I was in Southern California, but this is new to me. But um, yeah, let's uh, listen to King Koopa's uh, mm -hmm. cool cartoons theme song here. Koopa, who calls you one and come Koopa? I'm the pain who plays the game and now she's for a Koopa. I'm Koopa Koopa. We got to tally the votes and choose the winner. Mm -hmm. So, um, Dan, I'm curious, which one are you going to choose? Oh, this is so hard because it's it's song I know so well versus fresh to me song. Um, yeah. But I honestly, I think I have to give it to King Koopa's Cool Cartoons uh, theme song. Uh, just because it has that thing where they're singing about like, it's my show and like he's singing about like i'm the one that's got this like i just feel like it there's the other song is a little bit more like here's my my catchphrases and i'm teaching you how to dance in this song but there's something about the idea of the other one where yeah i seeing like i'm like he was talking about his show that he's about to host and stuff like mm. i've got the host i got the show the best show around or something like that i like that okay so it's gonna be a vote for koopa then huh yeah all right carlo what about you yeah, I mean, like, same reason that Dan says. It's like nostalgia versus this thing I've never heard of before. But I do love finding out about new shit yeah. that Nintendo would now be, like, they would deny it exists <laughs> even, you know? Yeah. Um, and and it, the song sounds like they just drag someone off the street and it's just, yeah. like, making shit up. It's, it's, it's a real mess. Uh but yeah, it just doesn't have the same, I don't know, like the, the, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show theme. It's essentially just a song from the game with yeah. some Lou Albano rapping on it. Um, so so what's the problem with that? Uh, <laughs> nothing. So it, yeah, it gets my vote. Nice. <laughs> I okay. can't go against it. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I guess I'm going to have to be the deciding vote yeah. here. Um, I got, I'm really, really split because <laughs> I, I love songs that teach you how to do a dance mm -hmm. and uh, do the Mario definitely checks that box. But Koopa rhymed Koopa with nincompoopa. Yeah. And that's, that's that is a very, very clever rhyme. Um, I am so split here, but I think I'm going to have to abandon uh, my childhood and go for the new one and say uh, Koopa. So you know what that means, you guys? Um, Koopa's the winner. Great job, buddy. You did it. Nice. All right, we got two more opponents here. Um, next up is Captain Hook and his Christian pirate crew with Sharky's Rap from 1988. And this comes from May Clover on YouTube. She says, Sharky the pirate puppet spits some bars on the 1988 Sharky's Rap cassette released by Fisher's Indiana musician, actor, TV presenter, Reverend Richard Somm. When he was 17, Somm lost lost his left arm and leg in a motorcycle accident. He released several LPs of story of the story and music in the seventies, starting with 1971's ship Ahoy with captain hook and his crew. In addition to recording albums, he hosted the public access show pirate adventures with captain. Hook. Okay. So I guess he's missing an arm and a leg like a pirate. So he um, did this kid's show and uh, this rap, I guess with a puppet. Right. All right, so yeah, let's get into this. Let's see um, Sharky's rap here. Okay, Dan, first impressions. Uh, well, first impressions is I Googled this while we were listening to it, and I found the the album cover oh, where it's a... like a, a family, and then like on the <laughs> left is like smaller than everyone else almost is the, the puppet. Oh, yeah. I and see I also forgot that you said that it was a puppet, so when they started rapping, I was like, why are they rapping? Why is it a child? Why are they rapping? Oh, yes, it's a puppet. <laughs> the motorcycle accident uh, claimed his testicles as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. It's a very specific choice to be like, I'm going to have the thing that's rapping in my song be a puppet and one that you can kind of, it's kind of hard to understand what they're saying because they have a high-pitched child's voice. <laughs> so that's so, what I so okay all <laughs> right well let's meet our final contender here Versus. all right dan take it away okay so this is going to be unknown rapper safe sex rap also from may clover on youtube wonderful account if you are not following me yeah. go follow it and it just says quote unidentified demo period put your purity rings up exclamation point <laughs> all right okay unknown <laughs> whoa excuse me unknown date unknown rapper let's take a listen to the safe sex rap Yo, safe sex is just a fantasy. You lose more than virginity. Thousands catch an STD each day, so if you're smart, you're going to say no way. When you have sex with just one lover, you're having sex with all the others that he or she has had sex with. So even one time, you're still at risk for herpes simplex, virus 2, venereal warts, just to name a few, of the 40 plagues called STDs, sexually transmitted disease. Yo, safe sex is just a fantasy. To see you lose more than virginity. Thousands catch an STD each day. So if you're smart, you're going to say no way. Breakdown. Yes. 
Gonorrhea leaves very few clues. Two million have a lot to lose. It attacks their organs, tissue, and bones, and damages reproductive zones. Syphilis claims for thousands year. Little red dots soon disappear, but it keeps on growing inside of your brain. You can end up blind or even insane. Because safe sex is just fantasy. You lose more than virginity. All right, wonderful. <laughs> okay, Carlo, you seem to be really into that one. What do you think? Yeah, that was some funny shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you going to vote for? I mean, I mean, that second one, not just the fact that it's educational and it it sort of sounds like a shitty version of Curtis Blow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very it, shitty version. Yeah, extremely shitty. I mean, not that Curtis Blow was an, an, an amazing, like, yeah, you know. like In comparison, he is. That <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But like the rhythm of it is kind of off. Um and and there's a McGruff factor to this. Mm-hmm. Yes, there of is the educational thing, I suppose. But then it's about safe sex, so um, yeah, I gotta give it to this one for sure. Mm, nice. Okay, Dan, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to give it to the safe sex rap because it sounds like they're just rapping to a little keyboard beat with a little, the little button you can press for the drum fills for the breakdown. It sounds like they're they've written it all out and they're doing it for the first time and the only time all at once. And it has that thing where like they've structured it with choruses, but the verses just sound like they just keep going on. They're like, and I forgot I had another thing to say about the STDs <laughs> you might get in a major way or whatever. It's like <laughs> I I loved everything about it. <laughs> okay. Well, then, you guys, I think it's going to be anonymous because, uh, yeah, that one really is a special t- track right there. Um, it's uh, not that the pirate song's bad, but mm, uh, no. I mean, that's some stiff ass competition that would beat most songs in my book. So, yeah. um, you know what that means? Uh, it's going to be the unknown rapper. Congratulations. You did it. Congratulations. All right. Well, Dan, thank you for letting me take over your show for just a few minutes. But uh, absolutely back your way. All right. Well, let's get into the things that we've been watching with our cruddy recommendations corner. And so we were previously doing a round robin thing, but I think with a guest, I think we should just throw it to you, Matt. And you should um, talk about a movie that you've seen recently that is something notable or that you've enjoyed or. Yeah. What's been on deck for you? Um, well, you know, lately I've been kind of getting into some 70s stuff. Okay. Um, and it started with Anna uh, suggested we watch White Lightning with okay. Burt Reynolds. Okay. Um, Joe Sargent movie. And this absolutely blew my fucking mind. Like, nice. um, it is so good. It's from 1973. Uh, it's th- one of the sweatiest movies I've ever seen in my whole life. It takes place in pre air conditioning uh south like in swamp it might be like mississippi or something like that but Mm -hmm. it's uh, a lot of car chases so they're in cars a lot and everybody is just pouring sweat Mm. um and yeah and i'm not really sure i i think that this movie is a masterpiece but it's hard for me to tell because i've been watching so much garbage yeah and then watching like an actual Actual movie real movie you go oh shit um, but this was the movie that broke uh, Burt Reynolds. Like mm. before this, he was, you know, smaller roles and stuff. He was even a leading man. But this actually, you know, um, shot him into stardom. Okay. And um, yeah, it's this is not comedy like you sometimes associate with Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for it's, sure. yeah, it's about like the very first scene is just harrowing. It's um, this sheriff brings these two guys that are tied up in a canoe, their own canoe behind another canoe. Um, and they're tied to a brick in the middle of their canoe. And then mm. he just um, shoots a hole in the boat and they just sink slowly and drown and uh, do it. It's just wow. And so Burt Reynolds finds out about this and he's in prison and he decides he's going to work with the feds um, to uh, take down some, people that are running white lightning that this uh, sheriff is associated with. And so, um, but he's got to play it cool because he doesn't want to go back to the pen. So uh, it's just a really awesome movie that inspired me to go down um, uh, the Joe Sergeant rabbit hole. Actually. Nice. Uh, Cause I watched the taking of Pelham one, two, three after so that. Good. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. Walter Matthau is a that's god. That's a good one. <laughs> that's yeah. that's such a great movie. Yeah. Another sweaty movie. A lot yeah, of sweat. Yeah. In that. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of mucks. But, a lot of sweat. Yeah. That, that one blew my mind. And then um, I watched one, Dan. I'm pretty sure that you've seen this. Yeah. It's I called, saw this um, that you watched this. Colossus the Forbin Project. And that one's from 1970. Um, mm-hmm. And I liked yeah, it, jo- but you didn't. No, no, I didn't. Um, it, it was really cool because it's like all analog computer. It's about the supercomputer that the government builds and um then they find out once they build it it tells them that the soviets have just built one too yeah and um that they need to connect and then basically they hold the whole world hostage um if it doesn't obey their commands their commands are gonna um you know shower nukes on the mm-hmm. earth and eliminate mankind um but this one it just in 1970 it would have knocked my socks off for sure mm. but now just watching a computer go that slow um <laughs> was it was brutal. And this guy directed Jaws 4, The Revenge, yeah. also yeah. another movie. It was so funny. We were watching the Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, and Anna looked over at me uh, when I said, um, yeah, this guy directed Jaws 4, The Revenge, too. And she's like, did he have a stroke? <laughs> yeah, did something, did he have like a meltdown and now he's bad at making movies? <laughs> yeah, because, uh, man, when he is good, he is so good. It's just like flawless filmmaking where... I, I was just so immersed in the worlds he was creating. Cause like the, the cuts are flawless. And like when it starts a new scene, there's not different energy. Everybody's the exact same. And so it just, you're there in the moment as you're watching these things. Is it something maybe about the seventies directors? Cause I feel like there's a lot of seventies directors where they made a couple like masterpieces, but it was kind of like, and then they made some movies that were, you know, slower or not as interesting and just didn't have a land. I don't know. I mean, every director to some degree is like that, but I do feel like there are a lot of examples of these people made one to two like masterpieces or or maybe even three. And then there's a bunch of stuff around it where you're like, huh, is this the same person? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know what that is. If you look at his filmography, this guy did a lot. He did like almost 70 movies. Mm -hmm. Um, there, there's a lot like more recent stuff that doesn't look like a whole lot really so yeah anything like i've heard Jaws nightmares is really good and it's okay. um, arthur okay well nightmares is okay nightmares has some good yeah. segments um it's good like one in particular i remember fondly but other than that um, it's like a solid three star yeah yeah <laughs> for sure if you like anthologies yeah. it's worth a watch but yeah, yeah. pelham is definitely a masterpiece i also couldn't really get into the foreman project myself I don't know. Something about it was just kind of dry. Snoozy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just too dry for me. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, aesthetically, yeah. it's amazing looking yeah. all this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these conceptually buttons like, and dials. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, analog computer gear. But yeah. Yeah. Just it felt really sleepy compared to. Yeah. After White Lightning and taking Pelham 1, 2, 3, I had just way too high of expectations, I think. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was definitely okay. chasing that Pelham High as well when I uh, put on Farming Project, and it's it's just a different energy completely. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, White Lightning, man. Uh, I guess Hal Needham broke his back in that movie. Oh, There's really? This, the whole jump scene um, where he jumps the car onto like a little rig that's in on the middle, like floating down the river, and mm. ditches the cops. And um, apparently, yeah, Hal Needham broke his back doing that she kept it in the movie but he he like healed up obviously yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. but um yeah that is some seriously uh, top shelf burt reynolds i can't recommend even though i've seen that one one have you dan uh because i know you went like kind of a burt reynolds bender a while ago i haven't okay you haven't okay yeah have you seen um hooper no actually i so i went on a little like uh like 80s burt reynolds bender Mm -hmm. where i watched like heat and sharky's machine and a couple others from that era yeah hooper's the next one i'm gonna watch and then also i want to see this one called the bandit that came out in 2016 have you guys heard of that i've heard of it it's a documentary about how gator as well yeah gator is a sequel to white lightning that Burt directed okay yeah i think it's a vanity project where he wrote directed and starred but yeah, the Bandit's just a documentary about Hal Needham and Burt Reynolds because they were like inseparable for eight years. Like, mm-hmm. like apparently 
um, Hal Needham was going to stay at Bert's house for like a couple days. And he ended up living with him for eight years and they would just hang out every single day, go everywhere together. Well, once upon a time in Hollywood is, um, kind of inspired by that. Interesting. Oh, is it? Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still have not seen that. Are you a Hal Needham dude? Have you seen Megaforce? <laughs> yes. Okay. Rep. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. I love Megaforce and, and. I feel like Carlo and I have talked about it where Carlo wasn't as, as big, right? On mm. Megaforce. Yeah, I'm not a huge Megaforce fan. <laughs> Dude, it's I wish they had delight. made that toy line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some G.I. Joe shit, right? Yeah, totally. for sure. Would have been awesome. But uh, yeah, that one's All good. Right. Um, I bet I haven't seen much Hal Needham other than that. He's directed yeah. a bunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um. Okay, so White Lightning 73, Taking of Pelham 12374. We also mentioned Colossus, the For- Forbin Project 1970. Mm. Uh, skip it. Yeah. <laughs> or watch it and then tell us what you think. Uh, or that. Yeah. <laughs> watch the other two first. Yeah. Um, so I have been going on a nerdy shit kick. Okay. Just like nerdy. nerdy, dorky shit. Dungeons so and dragons bullshit. Yeah, because so the long story short is I'm working on a Highlander podcast with my friends. Oh. Um and it has I'd never seen any Highlander movies, so it kind of got me in the mood to watch like really nerdy shit like Flash Gordon and Krull and shit like that. Um, and so I threw on this movie that I've seen clips of over the years, and when I um, hung out at, at the bar that I used to hang out at all the time. They would have VHS on behind the bar, my nice. bar, my bartender friends. And so they would put this on too. And I, so I've seen it like without sound kind of, um, but solar babies, 1986. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so like my experience of this movie has been seen clips. Looks pretty fun. Scene reaction to movie on the internet. Everybody hates it. Obviously, what really? This is a, this is a classic. Yeah. It was, you know, it's like on all the like, it how was, did it get made? Yeah, and like all these like podcasts about like this misguided weird eighties movie. I had no idea that people didn't like that. I saw it probably fifteen years ago and thought it was awesome. Yeah, it's got like a two point four on Letterboxd. I feel like there's some people that have their sort of love for this, but it's generally regarded as like a weird misguided movie. And mm-hmm. then, and then I watched sure. it and I was like, this is great. <laughs> Dude, right. Yeah. yeah I love a it. Post-apocalyptic r- roller skating movie. Come yeah. On. Yeah. And it's like, so there's like an ecological war scorched, like rusted out scenery where there's no water. And they're in this like fascist jail. That's like Paul Verhoeven light shit. Mm-hmm. And then, then, then also you have this like, teens who have to play this roller sport with an 80s orb um and i yeah i was totally endeared by it i was engaged with it completely the whole way i was never like laughing at it like haha rollerblade movie i was just like this is awesome this like the production's awesome it's a fun teen 80s movie but it's dark and is just sick yeah i really liked it (laughs) Wait, is it roller blades or roller skates? So roller skates. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I remembered it being roller skates. Yeah, it's but, roller skates. Uh, yeah, it's just the most inefficient thing possible in a wasteland like <laughs> Yeah, they're in like the dusty gravel everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's so awesome. Yeah. About it. And you could tell um, there are scenes where they're like not able to move as fast <laughs> as they want to. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, a good one for sure. It was good. It's like they have to break out and then they have to like break in to do a heist thing. I just thought it was really fun and engaging. And I just, yeah, it's really surprised me that it's this movie that you see a lot of. Uh, I, I guess people just can't get past the roller skating thing. You know, I guess that's silly. Do they enough. not want them in movies? Like, what the know. hell? Yeah. Come on. More no, roller skates, I, please. I this this reminded me a lot of Prayer of the Roller Boys, um, which is a similar movie that got like nothing but shit all these years. And then I watched it and I was like, this actually kind of rules, and I don't understand why people hate it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that one. No, it's uh Corey Haim. Um the yeah. Yes. Um oh, wow. 
it's it, it also is like oh this is about like this like fascist group of these kids who are terrorizing people in this like kind of futuristic world on rollerblades in this one it's actually rollerblades i think but yeah it was this thing where it was like everyone kind of made fun of it when we were at the rental store and everyone said it was really garbage and then i watched it and i thought it ruled so <laughs> i don't know yeah hmm. yeah there's the other rollerblade movie i know of brink i've never seen yes, that one. that's it's like a disney, disney one right mm-hmm. yeah yeah, the, yeah the 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 writer of the prayer of the roller boys also did like point break but also this other one i hit you up, uh, up about this one like i don't know a year or two ago blade squad from 1998 mm. oh. yes yeah. yeah yeah did you ever watch that no i never got around to it did you uh no i i watched a little bit of it okay um, yeah it was like a tv pilot yeah yeah basically um, for a series about futuristic rollerblading cops yeah, yeah. um Actually, you know who ended up covering that movie is The Cult of Muscle, which oh. is like one of oh, my yeah. favorite podcasts, okay. but they ended up covering that at one point. What did um, they say? <laughs> Do you um, both of them thought it was pretty dorky and not well, that yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, obviously. <laughs> from what I saw, I didn't continue watching it because I was not that interested. It, okay, was, okay. Um, it felt very TV drama, hmm. Um, hmm. but, you know, with rollerblades thrown in there, it does help. Yeah, the the connection between the writer of Prayer of the Roller Boys and uh, Point Break is interesting, too. I think we brought this up on the show a long time ago, but Prayer of the Roller Boys is totally like, what if I took, uh, wait, which one came first, uh, Prayer of the Roller Boys or? Yeah, uh, that was late A, mm, hold on, second guessing myself now. Anyway, but basically they're the same plot. It's like, um, they're a year apart, the, a year Roller apart. Boys came first. Okay. It's basically like the guy was like, I wrote this script and it wasn't very good and didn't maybe, and I'm going to use it as a basis to start my next one. Cause it is about a guy who goes undercover in a gang. He has to commit crimes to prove that he's in with them. He gets in too deep. He falls in love with someone related to the gang and that might blow his cover. It's like the exact same thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty funny, Hmm. but uh, enough about roller boys. Solar babies is good. You got to see it. Got to see it. What what have you been watching, Carlo? Um, well, relating to the one of the questions we got for the show, uh, if we've been watching more Fred Williamson, so I can sort of follow up on that. Um, oh wait, I think I I think I hear uh, <laughs> get out of here. I think I hear some hammering. It's Fred the <laughs> Hammer Williamson time. He wants in. <laughs> he wants in. <laughs> Okay, so my total tally for uh, movies I've seen, Fred Williamson. Um, well, I, I'm I'm not going as hard as 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 Rudol, who who asked the question. He watched uh, 53 Fred Williamson movies in the last in, in February. Yeah, February. Wow. That was like and that, they were posting it in our Discord, and it was just like watching someone just constantly have a like like Breakdown. obsessive yeah <laughs> <laughs> essentially like all of his directed ones too you know like there's some real yeah. you know some bad stuff <laughs> bad stuff in there oh, um, i don't know i like south beach a lot with gary Busey. South Beach is, is pretty pretty okay compared to well i can't really speak for most of them because i haven't seen most of his directed movies but uh based on how like his reviews and what he was saying south beach is definitely one of the better ones good okay yeah gary Busey is so fucked up in that movie like and he there's one point he's driving a car and he pulls up to the curb and he's just like totally drives onto the sidewalk and stuff he's just on a very very special trip in that movie and um i cannot imagine what it would have been like to work with him because it seems like (laughs) that was probably right after the motorcycle accident or right before yeah 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 i believe south beach is like part of a series of movies where fred williamson or is it not? Oh no, he plays a different character. But there's like, um, you know, you've got like the Jesse Crowder character that Fred Williamson plays in a bunch of movies that aren't really related. Yeah. And then there's the the movie by the director of Never Too Young to Die. Uh, did one? Have you seen that mm. one, Matt? Wait, hold on. What's it called? Um, Night Vision. Have you ever seen that one? Fred Williamson and no, I, I've heard of that, but I have not. Cynthia Rothrock, Robert Forster. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. That's yeah. Um, what's his character? Okay, uh, Dak Dakota Smith. That's also another character that he plays in. I don't know. Like I want to say like five or six movies that are not really related, but just by the that name. That night of the vision. Character. 
poster is insane. That yeah. is awesome as hell. It is, yeah. It's got a rap like uh theme for the main character. Oh yeah, yeah. He has his own <laughs> or, rap for yeah. Williamson in that movie. Yeah. He doesn't rap nice. himself, but he has no. his own theme song, yeah. Cool. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Probably not as good as the safe sex rap, but no. still, I bet it rules. Not many are. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I'm, 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 I am at three Fred Williamson movies now. Um, I'm just going to keep at it slowly because I, I can't like burn out like the other guy did. That's just, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe I if mean, it, you wouldn't, if, you'd never watch a Fred Williamson movie again after that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, because you've run out. Because you've watched them all, yeah. <laughs> also. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm, uh, I've seen uh, Hell Up in Harlem, uh, which we talked about in the last episode. I've seen Blind Rage. Which is, I uh, it's a Leo Fong written movie and directed by this Filipino um, director. It's kind of it's a weird movie. Like it's a Fred Williamson movie, but Fred Williamson he okay. shows up in the last ten minutes of the movie, and up until up until that point, it doesn't really feel like the movie has a main character. So you can sort of assume that fred williamson just showed up late to his own movie and, <laughs> and like for the first it's not even a long movie it's like 80 minutes and the first 70 minutes it's about this heist you know like um typical heist movie they hire these guys to rob a bank but the whole idea of the movie is they hire five blind criminals to yeah. rob a bank and then they train this this person who trains like blind people helps them navigate the bank um sort of i guess it's just this really like what were they thinking you know it sounds like the start of a joke you know like five blind guys enter a bank and, and <laughs> someone, just, it. <laughs> someone just turned that into a movie yeah it, it was i don't know I, I i wasn't nuts about the movie but it's definitely interesting and weird and i've never seen a movie like it um so yeah um blind rage yeah uh, I st- that was that was one that was also directed by someone that uh rudodal the guy that did the the freduary yeah. he, he watched one called transform yeah, from 2005 yeah, that, that they yeah. said was really wild and the and the art on letterbox is hilarious because it's like yeah from yeah. rareflix.com <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah that was i i um the b- blind rage was one that i had identified as one that i was maybe gonna watch mm-hmm. um to for the fred williamson stuff that we were doing like as usual i like picked a bunch of stuff and down and like downloaded or sourced uh some movies that were all the ones that like are on more like under radar like yeah. blind rage and there was the one that's supposed to be kind of oh that man bolt which is supposed to be more of like a james bond kind of yeah thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah or the yeah. messenger so yeah, the transformed movie in Riddle Dolls Review says that it, it it's a movie that was hold on uh, funded by several several reverends, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Again, Leo Fong uh, written, yeah, and he's in it yeah. as well. So you know, um, it 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 looks pretty trashy. I saw some screenshots on on CG, yeah. and and yeah, I don't know. Might get around to that. Just nice. see what that is about. Um, and I am almost, I was actually just before we started the show, I was, uh, watching Inglorious Bastards cause I had okay. never seen it. Yeah. The, oh yeah. The Enzo. The original Castell- or the Quentin Tarantino one? No, no, no the original with Fred Williamson. Okay. The, the okay, Enzo gotcha. Castellari, um, 78, yeah, 78, mm-hmm. uh, war movie, WW2 movie. Um, I'm definitely not a war movie kind of guy. Um, but this is directed by, uh you know, um, trashy Italian movie yeah. director, Enzo Castellari. Yeah. I've seen a, a bunch of Castellari movies. Me too. Uh, so I was, I was definitely enjoying it. It's definitely, you know, it's not a serious uh, yeah. war movie. It's, it's pretty comical and uh, yeah. the performances and everything. It's, 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 it's definitely more cartoony than your average war movie. So uh, I was having fun with that for sure. I'm uh, going to finish uh, it tomorrow. Enzo, I, I just want to throw in there. Enzo Castellari is pretty reliable. Yeah, I've mm-hmm, been through sure. his catalog and I'd say more than a lot of other Italian directors. You yeah, can yeah, yeah. pretty much grab one with 
his name on it and you're not going to go wrong. Yeah. I mean mm. like the new barbarians, which yes. is my favorite post-apocalyptic Italian uh, <laughs> movie with Fred Williamson. And one of the most amazing Fred Williamson parts I've mm. ever seen. Yes. So yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. I was going to say when you said I'm not a big war movie guy, the thing that came to my mind was like, well, if it's like a trashy war movie, maybe directed by someone Italian. Oh, then... yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then but, that's exactly what you said. <laughs> that's definitely a way for me to enjoy that shit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Have you have any of you two seen the Antonio Margheriti film The Last Hunter from 1980? Mm, nope. I it, so no. it's an Italian, very exploitative war movie that was released as The Deer Hunter 2. <laughs> at okay. one point <laughs> and that is also one of those examples of like it's just really violent really exploitative uh in like a very like wild and gross and brutal and but entertaining way Vietnam and i remember that movie. one being pretty good it's like really gory um but yeah it's it's basically like yeah yeah a deer hunter too but it's like just the war stuff <laughs> sounds good <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh bobby rhodes is in it Guy yeah. from Demons. That one I remember having a good time with for all its sleaziness and, yeah, violence. <laughs> nice. Um, well, we've been going for an hour about, I think. Should we get to some calls Questions? to the public? Yeah, let's do it. Calls from the public, I should say. We got a couple good ones here. So first, from Moldy Locks. Well, actually, if you'd like to get in touch with us and ask us some questions, go to credbuddies.club. There's a Discord link in the navigation. We got a channel there. Every once in a while, we ping everyone and say, ask us some questions we're going to record. And uh, you can always tweet at us or whatever, but that's also a direct way to get us some questions. But like I said, Moldy Locks uh, is asking us, What's the best monster makeup in a movie you hate and the worst monster makeup in a movie you love? Mm. And that is a good but very hard question. That's a very my, hard question. I my have to mind, look some stuff up for that. For my sure. mind went to, I don't know if it's, um, I don't remember how bad it was, but I do really enjoy Demon Warp. But I also remember the sort of like Bigfoot effects being pretty not, the highest hilarious quality. yeah like they're pretty <laughs> hilarious so that would be one that's like not great effects but i loved it yeah. i definitely have an answer for this i just yeah. watched this recently cast a deadly spell yeah um, yeah that has amazing monster effects and Incredible. this is weird because everybody on my letterbox loves this movie but the moral of the story i'm gonna it's spoil fucked. this it's really fun. The moral yeah. of the story is yeah. sta statutory rape is good. Yeah. Because yeah. um, a virgin that is going to be sacrificed ends up hooking up. She's 16, hooks up with a married 35-year-old, and everybody's like, woo, you saved yeah. the day, bud. <laughs> off it's all off screen, but it's the thing at the end of the movie where it's like, oh, wait, you're not a virgin? Oh, wait, you had sex with that guy? Yeah. And then the 16-year-old says, well, Cleopatra gave in to her urges at 14. Yeah. And like, what? What the fuck? It's fine. Like, that There's, right there, I'm like, nah, this is not a, a, I, something I'm getting behind. Fuck I love this. that movie, but there's there's that and then there's one other scene that are is really really upsetting and the it's twist. one of those things where it's like um yeah i'm doing a lot of overlooking because of the all the amazing creatures and ghoulies mm -hmm. and critters mm -hmm. and stuff in that movie it is really a sour note uh on an otherwise very fun movie i feel yeah like. no thank you to that but the gargoyle is fucking rad yeah. um and hilarious too. He's like super sassy and, uh, you know, putting his hands on his hips and yeah. giving some tood points. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, special effects are incredible. Did you the know message. there's a Paul Schrader directed sequel? No. What? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Cast of the Deadly Spell 2. Is that what it's, it's called? It's not called Cast of the Deadly Spell 2. It's. How uh, is it a sequel? Uh, it's the same character, I think. I, I don't know if Fred Ward's in it, though. Actually, um, that rings a bell. Called man. Witch Hunt. With Dennis, oh, with Dennis Hopper. Hopper, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Fred I wrote about that. That that's a sequel. Yeah, yeah, and he's not in it though. No, no, that's too bad. 
Yeah, I just watched Miami Blues um, for the first time recently. Have you guys seen that one? Yeah, Alec Baldwin. That's yeah. a good one. God, yeah, it's so good. And Fred Ward, with a, he's like got the prosthetic yeah, gums because yeah. he's supposedly well, <laughs> has dentures. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's just um, a god amongst men, too. That guy yeah. is just, he's so good at comedic stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami mm-hmm. Blues is him at his finest, really. Yeah. I'm struggling with best monster movie makeup in one that you hate. Cause when I think of the ones that I don't like, like there's like, I really find blood beach to be super boring. And the <laughs> monster in that movie was like so bad that they cut around it. And so that's like one of those things where it's like, I want more of the bad monster in this movie, not yeah. best monster in a movie. I hate. So I'm trying yeah. to think, I don't know. What do you, <laughs> the bad guy is basically sand in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for me, like, just the fact that there's a monster in the movie, like, instantly makes me not hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of hard. Um, but but one movie I really, I, the last time I watched it, I, I just wasn't really feeling it. Uh, it was the first time that I ever saw Pumpkinhead. Okay. I, oh. I just thought it was kind of snoozy. Uh, yeah. But that monster is amazing. So yeah, I'm with you on Pumpkinhead being one of those things that I love a lot about it, but I can never get fully behind it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's the pace or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was just kind of bored. Other <laughs> than the, the monsters? sequels, sequels. Pumpkinhead Two is okay. Yeah, it's okay. I remember that being okay. Just kind yeah. of like a, a a trashier version of Pumpkinhead mm-hmm. uh, with Linnea Quigley. So it's fine. Ooh, what about yeah. Hobgoblins? I was thinking that too. Yeah, or I think Beasties would be another one, which is Beasties. Have I yeah. seen Beasties? They're horny little devils. That's the uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen line. Beasties. I've definitely seen Hobgoblins though, and I have a soft spot for uh, for Rick Sloan bullshit. Um, yes, same so, here. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. Okay. So R- Rudeldal asks, if you had to watch fifty-two movies <laughs> starring one actor in three weeks, who would you pick? It's <laughs> another great question. Now, uh, I mean, is this like? Can you pick someone who wasn't in 52 movies and it's an imaginary situation where you imaginary get to watch... 50 great movies? Yeah. I don't think so. Because okay. then, <laughs> then you're just like picking, yeah, I don't know. That's tough then, because that means they have to be really prolific. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that can be a bad thing also. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's easy looking at my top watched actors on Letterboxd. Yeah. I just see like 50 Barbara Stamick movies, almost 50 yeah. Sammo Hung movies. So I'm like, okay, those mm-hmm. two. Like Samuel great... Jackson's in everything, so you, I've got like fifty yeah. something from them. Um, but I was yeah, also I mean, thinking, sorry, go for it. No, 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 go for it. You I was just thinking, like I was talking, I commented on our friend Adam's review of um, uh, what is that Helen Slater uh, team? Legend Willie Jean. Les, yeah, and because they were saying like, why weren't they in more movies? And I really like that movie and Supergirl. And I was like, why weren't they in just like a million awesome teen adventure movies? Yeah, you know, yeah. that could be a situation where I'd be like, I'd watch fifty-two of those. They have they have great chemistry on screen. I don't know. Yeah, I I definitely. But the first thing that came to my mind was Wingshauser. Mm. Mm. Yeah, uh, I would definitely watch fifty movies, fifty-three, whatever it is, like, re- um, regardless of quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Like no matter yeah, what, yeah. No, he, I get is it. I get yeah, it. he is reliable. Yeah, he is reliable. Um, Stallone is another one hmm. where um, Stallone is always he delivers every time. For sure. Um, Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. um, and then Giuseppe Andrews, another one. Yeah, I mean, he's got yeah. probably a hundred films, and he is gives it his all every single time. So, yeah. um, and it's gonna be interesting. So, you you know who I really choice. like. John Goodman. I love arachnophobia. I love matinee. I love when they're in stuff like Bring Out Your Dead or Kong, Skull Island or whatever. Like they're in a lot of stuff. Speed Racer. I don't know. I I almost this is another situation where I almost wish that they had more leading roles. Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. for sure. They have been in a lot. Did you watch The Righteous Gemstones? Uh, A little, but not all of it. Okay, I did. I liked it. I just didn't keep up with it. Yeah, it's an excellent show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really confu- or just kind of bummed out because the second season, it felt like it really jumped the shark. Yeah. All the characters kind of betrayed themselves from Weird. the first season, but then absolutely paid off on the final episode of the second season. It was oh, okay. all just leading up to this one final thing. Interesting. 
Yeah. And so um, if anybody else feels like that, they're like, what the hell? Like th these characters would never do that. Um, just yeah. let it breathe. Just I like when shows do that. I was talking on our discord about the Chucky show and how the first season of the Chucky show is like, here's some new characters and Chucky. And it's sort of like four episodes of like, okay, it's sort of a modern show that happens to have Chucky in it. And then all of a sudden halfway through the first season, they're just like, and now everything from every movie that we've ever made is very important and is now happening in this show. Huh. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, it, it really takes its time to all of a sudden be like, and also now they can switch bodies and they can. <laughs> oh, yes. I got yeah. to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. the thing with me. Like I jumped off, like I was watching it weekly and I think just before the moment that Dan implies where shit just goes off the hook and everything in the Chucky universe matters again. Yeah. I just dropped off because I don't know. I just got a little sick of like the, the, the whole dynamic of the first half of that yeah. season, but I will pick it up back yeah it? It, it's not the best show in the world but it i did it isn't it is kind of a fun show and it yeah there is a certain point where it's just like and now jennifer tilly is in it and she's playing jennifer tilly but she's actually the the character like of tiffany of in Je jennifer tilly's body yeah. and so she has to pretend to be jennifer tilly and you're like well i love that you're doing this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. like i said yeah. i can see the chucky that's yeah that's amazing <laughs> totally um and Vieras Tallow says, "What are your feelings on pirating films online? Do you justify doing it to yourself with? Uh, do you justify doing it yourself with everyone does it, or I buy a lot of discs, so this is fine, or no one will care if I download this VHS grip of rip of the granny, or do you feel like it's a moot point in the internet age to even mm. justify it? Spicy question, spicy thorny yeah, topic that we are yeah, waiting this into like it's from a federal agent." <laughs> <laughs> never know i mean i am definitely somebody who will i mean i think all of us will pirate like really obscure shit you know with no worries about it i, I think it's interesting when people online i've seen people online where i'm like i know you have a cg account i know that you like <laughs> find sure. these movies and then you'll like get on people for you know torrenting or whatever and it's Wait, like what, what's what's cg i've never heard of this i don't know yeah i don't know i guess someone will have to google it <laughs> computer graphics Com oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> right. yeah i don't know i just think like there's so many thorny topics to this there's you know whether or not people can afford it to to like purchase all these movies there's like class involved with like yeah. torrenting films yeah. there's all the and i just yeah, think like i think for me it's like I'm I'm more in the camp of of what they're saying, where it's like, well, I buy a shitload of Blu-rays when I can and I have the money to, you know, I'm I try to support like see the CIP, the Canadian International Pictures releases, because that's important to me. Um, but like if I once in a while watch a movie that is a new movie or something from a pirated source, I'm not going to beat myself up about it you know hmm. because i am trying to do what i can otherwise yeah and that's i don't know i guess the bottom line you do what you can and you know yeah that's the main thing you do what you there's, can there's also the aspect of like all of us have a show yeah. so hmm. when you're promoting things you yeah. know and like if you bought every single thing that you promote like not necessarily yeah. like a blu-ray that came out but it's something that people are not able to find very easily yeah. um that you um are putting it out there yeah and yeah, uh yeah. so that other people can find it totally and trying to spread and, word of and mouth that is so important because in so many industries piracy is what has saved so much media from being lost yeah if you're talking sure. about video games the people that mm -hmm. cracked like c64 and spectrum video games in the fucking 80s those are the only versions of some of those games you can get now because the yeah. fucking discs are gone. There's movies that are pirated that are VH VHS, never made it past VHS, maybe never even made it to VHS, you know, that the only reason those exist are because people were pirating them. So it's like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And the same with like, like I said, with video games, there's like history of video games and prototypes and shit that like, you know, it, it's like the Highlander stuff. Like it's hard to see the Highlander theatrical cut of the sequel because they were like oh never mind we don't want to do it we didn't really we didn't release it past vhs and it's kind of like i like i want to see that mm -hmm. and if i have to go download a vhs rip of it i guess i will <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. got it 
otherwise yeah what are you gonna do not yeah. watch it <laughs> totally i guess when it's it i always find it interesting we've talked about this before in the show where it's like when i f- even if it's something i know i don't care about or want to see if i can't get it then i'm like well now i have to find it yeah <laughs> yeah no, I, I feel that yeah like when i was really trying to find k2 because the only way you could get it was like to purchase a really expensive DVD or something on eBay. And I was like, maybe I can see this without having to do that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's Yeah, dude, I'm looking for this movie right now called Farticus. Yeah, <laughs> I heard you talk about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was made by this bizarre, great title. eccentric billionaire that um, it's a story about a, a guy who gets gas every time a, a sexy woman walks in the room. And it's... Um, <laughs> Like on the cover, there's a Cyclops and um, it's got Richard Mole from Night Court in it um, and Abe Vigoda, too. Mm. But I, I can't find it anywhere. There is nothing. And I've been like trying yeah. to reach out to everybody involved. But yeah. I have to see Farticus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we're all pretty much in the similar boat. I think like. Yeah, when it's like new independent movies, it's it's a little bit easier to to nudge into the direction of like, oh, well, like that could have been like a popular movie, but it wasn't, you know, and who knows how many people would have seen that if it wasn't online. Like you can get I can you can get me towards that area of like there's harm done by it sometimes. But yeah, yeah. generally not with the old shit, not, not with stuff old that's shit. VHS only like, yeah, please exactly. rip that shit and More, spread it yeah. around. But so then maybe in hopes of it getting like a Blu-ray, I know people getting paid for this shit. And, and let's fucking put that shit where people can get it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, like I agree with Mm -hmm. these like, like exclusive sites and stuff. I understand. And, but like, sometimes it's like someone's good, you know, a good, so perfect example uh, before we move on from this topic is the Canadian emeritus productions videos that have been ripped they're all on these exclusive sites um but they're not necessarily all all on youtube or in other places so i had a couple files of those and i uploaded them to youtube and i got a comment on it and it was hey my dad made this movie and had never seen it and thought it was lost forever and then i went and i interviewed him about making those emeritus movies and and he was like you know, my mom is in this movie and she's since passed on and I like had didn't know I would ever see this copy again. And it's like that this guy would never have seen his own movie if mm-hmm. like yeah. some fucking idiot like me didn't just like put it on YouTube because I'm dumb as hell. <laughs> like <Yeah>. it's crazy. <laughs> that shit like that happens every day. Like these movies are lost forever. Like fuck. Well, <laughs> same thing happened with daddy can't dance, which I had to take down um, yeah. because the director got mad at me, but, um, <laughs> but because I put that up, some famous YouTuber ended up covering it. What? And then all of a sudden, like now, if you go to letterbox, there's tons of reviews yeah. for this thing. And all of a sudden there's interest in this movie that had zero reviews on letterbox. Before. Yeah. And so, and I'm sure he's selling some DVD copies. Of yeah, this for movie. sure. Um, so uh yeah yeah like these there's there's people that could see these things that aren't gonna go figure out how to get on some fucking exclusive torrent site (laughs) i mean the least you can do if you're like pirating all these movies and watching them just make a letterboxd account start writing about those movies that's like a way to spread the word at the Mm -hmm. very least anyone can do it absolutely well it's spicy waters, so if you're listening, why don't you wade in, tell us what you think about that question and the other questions. You can join our Discord and chat about it. Um, but otherwise, that's our episode. Thanks for joining us, Matt. We yeah, have you back thank you again. so much for having me. Like, I love your guys' show, and it's been so much fun to hang out with you guys. Totally. Yeah, same. Should yeah. do it more. So you <laughs> can find you online. You got uh, your website is, what is it, gogocompanieros.com? No, that thing is um, porn now. Yeah. Because okay, cool, I ended up cool, not cool, paying cool, the bill. Cool, cool, um, cool. Yeah, so don't don't go there. Don't go there. Um, Scratch but that. yeah, it's uh, Linktree, Movie Melt Pod. Um, yeah. It's Movie Melt Pod everywhere. Yeah. So, okay. You're, you're um, on Letterboxd, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I yeah. am. I am Duke Royale. Yes. Royale with yes. an E. And uh, you can find me there. I log pretty regularly, actually. Nice. 
All right. You can find me on there as well, YCKMD underscore, and Carlo is Psycho Pike. Yeah. Right? Yep, I'm always, yep. always it's amazing. No, my God. No. I'm gonna Take talk over the entire two. thing. <laughs> I love Rocky it's Horror Picture Show. No, no. Unless you no, I'm just gonna keep talking. I don't care. This is unacceptable. Go ahead, Go ahead. Please take it away. No, okay, well, uh, there's some hitting nails with hammers <laughs> that we can play like over this the song, whole This sound clip, is this just like a big ploy to make everyone, yeah. when they watch Rocky Horror or listen to the soundtrack, think of this version of it? Is this just like a vendetta you have? No. <laughs> I could just pull your uh, audio right, down in the, in the, uh, <laughs> I cannot stand that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't have any idea. Most people really like this song. I know. Of course, it definitely gets stuck in my head every time. Oh, if this is episode. the kind of thing that you like, go listen to Matt's show. <laughs> <laughs> it's really true. Cause yeah. you'll probably hear that song. On I know. Uh, um otherwise credbuddies.club is where you can find us uh you can also go to backdashroad.com we have a patreon go to the patreon but otherwise uh have some stupid dreams you're nothing you're nobody you're a stupid dream I'm it all. <laughs>